The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon. This is Carla Rushaval, and I'm the president of ACB Families. And we are so glad you are here for our Everyone Can Play Accessible Toys and Games activity this afternoon. We have lots of fun things to talk about, pass around, share, and if you out there in Zoom have some things you would like to share, we'd welcome you to do that too. To facilitate this sec- this session is Patty Slobby. Patty is a retired teacher of the visually impaired from Wisconsin, and she has lots and lots of things to, to uh, help us have fun with. Some things are for adults, some are for kids, and some are just for whoever wants to have a good time. So I'm going to turn this over to Patty and ask her to lead us in the next hour and 15 minutes of just tons of fun. So, Patty, the time is yours. Yes, I'm real happy to be here, and we have a lot of different things. And I want to reassure you that once we're all finished, I'm going to put together a document that will be on our website of ACB families. And we'll probably also put it in our email uh, send out so that everyone can get it because it's too hard to take notes when you're trying to look at different stuff and listen about all the different things that I have. So, and if you have questions, I'm not sure if I can share my email or not. I have to ask the boss. (laughs) So, but I do want to share with you for young and old, and we're going to start with the, with the senior citizen type stuff or for, for adults, I should say. Um, So often, we um, overlook our, our CCLBI people, our Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. And um, I have a wonderful librarian in my hometown that had acquired a lot of things for Alzheimer's patients or residents in the city. But she focused a lot on low vision, and I brought a lot of that stuff with me. So that's what we're going to start with, and then we're going to go some, to some little gadgets that you can just play with, fidgets, I call them. And then I have a lot of different things for children, and maybe some of you will have stuff. We may not get through everything today. So if we don't get through everything and you have things to add to my list, I'm certainly going to fi- figure out a way that you can get that information to me. So we are going to begin with some large print brain games, they're called. And what they are is actually word searches, but they have the large print on them. And they're, they're really easy to see. And they have like um, snug on a rug. And it's, it's a cat that you're looking for. It's not words. It's, it's things that you're looking for in these pictures. Or I mean, words. Strictly acoustic. Acoustic. You're looking for all the types of words about guitars. Um, prep and grill. Well, I bet you can guess that one. All about picnic type food. So I will um, start passing some of this out. I think I have a helper. Next, I have three um, decks of cards. One is for going to play fish. But also with this game, it's not just your regular go fish game like we know it. It's all types of snakes. And so instead of just saying, can I have a rattlesnake, you have to say, can I have a snake? So you have to know the various forms of snakes that are all together or bears or whatever. And you can play old made with it. You can play all types of games, but they're, they're quite large print. There's another game called go snap. It's kind of like the old um, snap, you know, where you have to hit your hand on the table when you see a match. And then there's a large print poker game. And um, they, they really are quite large. Um, I've not railed those yet, but I'm sure that I've, could figure out a way to do it. 
Patty? Yes. Uh, this is Carly. You could bring out your um, fish game, you know, your snakes and your bears and all that kind of stuff. You could braille that on the cards. So I used to braille my old maid cards. With- oh, me too. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, the next game is, is called Match the Dots. And what it is is actually dominoes. But instead of just having to look at the dots, which sometimes get to be a little bit hard to see, it's all color-coded. So you actually play by color. When my kids were little, I had a set of dominoes. They were called chrominoes. Um, I don't think that they are available anymore because I got them from a place called Edmund Scientific, and this was many years ago. But this would be the same idea. And um, it, uh, the, the, uh, the things were colors, and you match them up. And that is actually how I taught my daughter Patty her colors um, because I couldn't figure out, you know, how I was going to teach her blue and red and all this and make sure because there's so many different color, uh, different shades of colors. So I used those, those chrominos. This possibly could be the same way for a, a blind parent teaching sighted kids their colors when they're babies. And it'd be a fun game for young children to play as, mm-hmm. as a family. Yes. Next, I have a, a dice, uh, excuse me, a Rubik's Cube, a dice. I, I felt like a dice. It's a Rubik's Cube, and it has um, the square, circle, X's, um, and uh, let's see, what else is there? Adam, Adam brought this for me. Uh, circles, and then there's lines. And it's just instead of putting um, just the colors on it, it has the shapes that you have to try and match. That's a really neat thing. I have to find out where he got this from because this would be a neat thing to to put on our list of where to get that from. Next, I have um, it's it's like a, a snake and it's a fidget and he he he's just kind of funny. He curls all around your fingers and a lot of times you know we're sitting there doing nothing and you know a, a lot of our our sighted uh, people are are playing with stuff and why shouldn't we? So I'm going to pass around some of these little fidgets that that Adam brought around. One one is like a snake. And he's got another one. It kind of looks like a, it's got a circle in the middle and it has three like circles on the outside and you spin the middle and then you hold it by the middle and this wheel kind of you spin around and you see who can make it go the longest. You know how sometimes we spin coins on tables. This is kind of like that. And you can see who can spin this little spinner thing the longest. It's really cool. Um, Then we have another, uh, game this one's called match the shapes again it's kind of like a a homemade domino you lay out the the shapes on a card that is in front of you and then you have little wooden squares that you can make to match up it's just kind of an individual type game that you can play you know like sitting in your recliner or you know anything like that adam can you explain what i have here is a puzzle and it has 12 pieces in it. Each piece, uh, if they were complete, has six sides, but eight of the pieces have two uh, places cut out, and three of the pieces have three pieces that are cut out, and one piece has four places. And the uh, point of of the puzzle is to kind of fit and snap these things together so that you will have three um, points pointing up 
three down of the same the same three, and then you will have three to the right, three to the left, and three through the front, and three to the back. It'd be like a cube uh, if it was if it were solid, but um, they have to snap together exactly correctly to do it. And if you mess up, you you won't complete it. And it's my understanding that if you do it in three hours or less, you're a super, super genius. And, you know, if you do it in 18 hours, you might be average or something. But I guarantee you, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Um, you know, if you don't know how to do it, uh, and like me, you're not going to be able to. So you have to read the instructions to, to do it. But it's a real neat uh, puzzle. And I think I got that from AFB quite a few years ago. Next, I brought... I'm sure many of you have heard of, of, of the joy for all um, cats and dogs that sometimes they use in nursing homes for people that have like um, agitation for um, Alzheimer's, anxiety and things. Well, now they're also recommending that a lot of us can't have a- animals in our apartments. And so this is kind of a, a catch all for that. So you can still have fun with your grandchildren. You can have a cat or a dog. So I brought along the cat today. Now I'll turn her on. And when I pass her around, if you squeeze like underneath her um, front, like underneath her, her head and stuff, she'll purr. She meows. She can clean her face. I mean, her paws, excuse me. She cleans her face. She rolls over. So I'll just turn her on and then you guys can make her talk. Let me get her turned on here. And she comes from um, Joy for All. And I will definitely have that information for you so that you can order them. They are a little spendy, but I know a lot of people that have them really are enjoying them in their um, apartments. Um, we have a couple other fidgets, and then we will move on to some of the stuff for our younger, our younger crowd. We have a couple of just little fidgets that there's two of them put together, and you're supposed to try to get them apart. And then Adam gave me two that are supposed to try to get them apart. And then Adam gave me two that are apart that you're supposed to try and put together. So they're just little pieces of metal that you're supposed to just kind of fidget with. So they're really fun. I, I like these kinds of things. <laughs> when the cat comes back, I'll get the cat to meow on the microphone. And she, and she feels like a real cat and looks like one too. The, the guide dogs are going crazy about with this cat. <laughs> <laughs> there now she's cleaning her paw <laughs> yeah she's looking at so okay next we're going to go to a little bit younger crowd now or some of us older people that still love to do maps and puzzles and things i have a 50 states puzzle the only thing i don't like about it unfortunately it's a, a D- melissa and doug puzzle and the only thing i don't care for it is alaska and hawaii are not in their natural place but the states are all brailled. This came this way. It came all brailled. Hopefully it will talk. Georgia, capital, Atlanta. It, it tells you each state as, as you take it out. It tells you the state and the capital. And then if you, you know, you can play different games with your children or yourself. And you can also get, your, um, get it to each state has a specific, um, I'm trying to think what, what some of them are. Like, like Wisconsin for sure is cheese. Iowa has a, a pig on it. So each state has a, a representation of that state. And what I did is I made a, a list of that stuff. So when you're working with children or 
trying to play different games, you can, you know, have that information in front of you. So not only do you have your states and capitals, you also have some type of representation from that state. You can work on where they are, you know, in that state. So, I mean, in the, in the country, like Northwest, all the Northwest states. And, you know, so it's just, just a really a fun game. I did leave it on. So in case anybody takes a state out, it will talk to you. <laughs> Next, I, I brought one of my favorite activities from National Braille Press. It's called Let's Learn About Shapes. And it's, it's a raised line um, book, you know, not only the print and Braille, but it also can teach colors. So it's really good for, for parents that are working with children. Like Carla said, how do you teach your young children colors? And it has actual activities. I mean, actual like a like a uh, waves of the ocean. So you actually have something that you can relate to when you're working with with children or, or reading to children. They just love to feel all that stuff. It has each shape. It's got the oval, for example, and they say yellow on them. And then a little bit further on, you have the egg. That's that's an oval. You have almonds that are ovals, and they're brown. And you have um, Let's see, what else do I have here? Raindrops, and um, you have a football that's brown. And so they're just, it's just really a neat book. And I just wanted to share that one with you. I've used that one a lot. It's, it's quite war. It's a little worn out because it's been used so much. We're playing with the Melissa and Doug puzzle over here. <laughs> Let's take out Nebraska. Okay. Iowa. Capital, oh, we don't want to take out Iowa. Well, somebody already, somebody already <laughs> did. Then did it. There's Kansas. Here comes Nebraska right up here. Abbreviation on the uh, now. Did it come this way, Patty? Okay, so you y'all didn't have to add the the. It's the postal code that's on on here. Yeah, that's neat. And the quality of it. This is Melissa and Doug, and the quality of all their toys is really good. They have very nice polished wood pieces and things in their toys. I have another one. It's, it comes from Chuckle and Roars is the name of the, the company that makes it. And I found this puzzle. Now, I don't know. I've always been interested in how, you know, you, we read so often about rainbows and the sun and the cloud. And you're like, well, what do these really look like? Well, I found a puzzle that has like a cloud now that in and marked it on the back because I found that sometimes if you put marks on the tops of the puzzle, the, the polish is so slippery that the, the tags fall right off. Now this, I had to braille myself, but then you have the actual um, arcs of the rainbow. So you can feel them. Now I didn't mark them, but there's that saying Roy G bib. So you know that the red is the largest arc so you can feel that i just thought it was really neat now the only thing with the cloud when you're looking at clouds you don't see that flat bottom like you do on the puzzle piece it's all kind of puffy and what somebody described it to me is kind of like um cotton balls is what what clouds really look like but huge huge cotton balls so that's kind of how you see those those bumps that you see when you're touching that puzzle um then we have some things that um i got from the um nebraska school for the Blind and visually impaired. I don't have the correct name, full name of it, but um, the um, the director of the, of the whole state 
gave us some things that we could look at from uh, American Printing House for the Blind. She sent along one of the, um, I call it texture puzzles, where the children can take all the squares out and then they have to match the texture to get them back into the right textures. This is something that can be made. That's what's kind of neat. I know we, sh- we shouldn't be saying that about the American Printing House for the Blind stuff because it is, you know, a lot of times it's, it's quite expensive, but this is actually something that can be made. I'll leave it in the bag. You can t- you guys can slide it out if you so choose, okay? There you are. Okay. Next we have, everyone has maybe heard about this and never seen them, and we probably never will, except for something like this. <laughs> it's the Braille uh, Legos that were made only for, like, institutions, and I think some teachers got them, but they're, they're hard to get. We can't buy them. But I did bring an example so that you... The rest of us that are here, of course, the ones on Zoom don't get to see this, but you feel each letter on on the um, rectangle of your uh, Lego. So you you know how it's right side up because you're you always have your rectangle going right side up, and the letters toward the top. Your first ten letters, of course, have you can tell that that's the top of the letter. So I have a H and a G here, and then I brought an X and a Y and a V. So. Um, I didn't bring them all because it's quite a large set of, of Legos that you can build with once you have the entire set. So it's just something for us to see that we probably will never get an opportunity to see unless we have this opportunity. And then I also brought another one. It's this, these are really neat books. Um, they're again from American Printing House for the Blind. And, it, and if you have, happen to have a child that's visually impaired in your state, a lot of your um, state schools or of um, um, various co-ops or centers, whatever you call them in your state, can lend you a lot of this stuff to work with children. I brought along Jelly Bean Jungle, and I love Jelly Bean Jungle. It not only teaches counting, it teaches scratch and sniff, and it teaches the colors. So it's like this one says five grape jelly beans. And of course you're going to smell the grape and the stickers. And on your left-hand side, you're going to count five jelly beans. This series has, I believe 12 different books. I just brought one. Another one I brought from American printing house for the blind are called the, the stringing beads. And what they are is textured beads for children. If you want them to, you know, have different textures, this is another activity that you can make and there's like smooth circle or smooth long ones there's like um um striped long ones there's squares there's some that are rough so you can make them any way you want but they're just fun to to see it's, this one has it's a long rectangle and it has all little bitty squares cut out of it there's another one that's a long cylinder with like um stripes down going down it so they're really fun to make and and the beads are they're big and the children can easily get the string through the hole so they can be successful, which is really fun. Another one that I really enjoy is it comes from creative adaptations out of Great Neck, New York. And it's, it's a book that has um, each representing each letter of the alphabet. And they've picked all words in Braille that are uh, no contractions. And it says the word. And it has an A at the top with a line, so you know that it's right side up. Then you have your apple, and underneath that apple, you have the word. And there's, you know, the 26 different letters. Each one is a different picture, and they are colored as well. So I don't have everything marked in color at this point, but it's easy to do. 
And this is a good time to ask, is, does anyone else in person or on Zoom have anything that they'd like to share that adults might enjoy using and having fun with that maybe I've overlooked? We do have one hand in Zoom. Janine? Hi, how are you? So um, there are a couple things um, for adults or for kids. So I am trying to learn Braille and I love games in, yeah. Um, I have over 1,200 games, but they're not adapted yet. But so I, there's this thing that APH has, American Printing House, and I just found it when I went to the, what's it called? The convention that they were at, the Assisted Technology I don't know, but they have this mouse. It's like you code and go and kids can use it or adults can use it. And um, the mouse, you have these cards and you um, they're brailled or not brailled and they have programs. So you can program your mouse and you say um, forward, forward, right, left, back. And you program the mouse and then there's a tunnel that you can have the mouse go through and then he goes through and then um, when he gets to the end, if you program him correctly, it'll go and he eats cheese. So it's fun for adults and kids. Um, I I don't know if you know about that. Do you know about that mouse? No, but now we do. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's called Cold and Go. And then the other thing that's fun to do for adults... um, who might be needing to learn Braille or have need to tactile things is there's this one company called Plan Toys. I don't know if you're familiar with them. You can purchase them on Amazon or MaxiAids. I would say Amazon because they're a little cheaper. And um, they are tiles, like domino tiles, and they're about the size, half the size of a flashcard. And they have big printed letters for those who can read. Um, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then on the bottom, they have raised dots that you can feel to teach you Braille. And then on the other side, they have the capital. Um, so if you, and then I don't, I don't know the sign for capital yet. I think it's a dot and then whatever. I'm focusing on my lowercase letters. So that might be fun. And so when you play with someone with your tiles, these tiles, um, if they're not, visually impaired like us you can have them wear a mask and then they can feel the letters and spell out a word and then you can feel it by braille and vice versa and it's a really fun way to play like a jumble or a word game that's what I do and I um, have talked about that with my friend Mo who I know she's here as well so those are good and they have them in in numbers Um, the numbers on one side they have leaf petals that you can feel and then on the other side is the number um, with the big number and the Braille um, with the little Braille symbol for the number. So those are two things that adults um, can do or people learning Braille or have just just want something to do, auditory and fun. So those are two suggestions that I have for you. Thank you. Sure. Anyone in person have something for adults? Oh, okay. 64-ounce games, 64-O-Z-G-A-M-E-S.com has uh, kits that you can put on standard uh, games you'd get like Pandemic or Blocus or or other things, and you can add it on. It does take a fair amount of work, and it's not cheap, um, but it, it does make games playable if you have something that, you know, one of your kids loves and you want to be able to join in. That's It's great. I don't know if they do low vision stuff, though, just Braille. 
I did not bring all the, the common games that a lot of us know as, as we've grown up, um, like playing cards and Uno and Scrabble and Monopoly. A, a lot of that I didn't bring. I tried to focus on other things that, that I've found really useful and, and like to um, prepare a list sometimes at the, at the holiday time because sometimes parents want to know what they can get their child if it happens to be a child with a visual impairment. One thing that I really found fun, it's called Matching Orioles, and it's a Fisher-Price toy, and inside the or it looks just like Orioles, they're, they're brown, just like cookies. You open them up, and you have shapes inside, and you have to fit the, you know, um, texture or the, the actual shape of the shape into the other part of your cookie, so it looks like you're putting the frosting together. And there's um, 12 different shapes. You can play matching games with it. It's, um, these, these are one of the most popular things that my students would love to pick if they had their five minutes of free time. That was always one of their favorite activities that they loved to play. Fisher-Price has a lot of good stuff on their website. Patty, can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Going ma back mm -hmm. to this, because Lorraine and I have been having a grand time <clears throat> over here looking through this alphabet book from creative adaptations. Oh my goodness. It just has the xylophone is wonderful. The, the octopus is great. Um, do they, are, are they still in business? Can you still buy? As far as I know? Yes. I, I looked on their website. That, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's why I have the full address there too. Oh, yeah. I, will, I will try to put websites and phone numbers as much as I possibly can, mm -hmm. because I know some of us still prefer to order by phone. So I'm trying to include as much accessibility as I can. You want to pass the Orioles around or yeah. Okay. Are they going maybe, around? Yeah. I don't maybe know. Going. Is but you know what? The, the neat thing, you know, a lot of times graphics, <laughs> <laughs> graphics in, um, in books are for, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll put all this detail and stuff in them. And, and several years ago when I was taking a class at the University of Louisville that was for teachers of the visually impaired, uh, they came in and they had this graphic and the sighted people were going, ooh, look at that. You can see this and you can, and it's got that. It was so jumbled up. I couldn't tell what anything was. I mean, it was just a big blobs of, graphics on the page in this book um from creative whatever it is adaptations creative adapt adaptations. adaptations it's very simple line drawings but boy is it identifiable the spoon is wonderful it's it's just a spoon here where'd it go right here Lorraine's gonna look at the spoon <laughs> gotta see the spoon right there i like the igloo <laughs> I like yeah. the igloo. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. I got to go look at the igloo. Um, but each page is just so cool because it has the, there's the print letter on the bottom right. Up at the top is the small, is a small braille letter. Let's see. What else do we have on the page? The word. Then we've got the word. And then we've got the graphic, which is a very simple, but very identifiable line drawing. And this is all put together with a ring like you would have in a, a notebook ring. And, and so the pages can just be flipped. This is really cool, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites. Yeah, and it's, and it's, nice, and it's colored. It. I like it too, because Rock. sometimes you're, 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 children that don't have a lot of vision sometimes that are sitting in kindergarten, they don't see everything that's on the board. And that's why I like this no, book because it has just a great simple picture that they can look at and, and have close to them. And 
you know, well, it's just they can feel it the and they can look at it. Yeah, so. here's the locomotive and it's got identifiable wheels. wheels. <laughs> oh, here's the smokestack. Here, yeah. <laughs> the, the next item I have is a, a train. Now, this train gets a little noisy. I don't know how it ever made it all the way to Omaha oh. without going off. But I like the train because it has number identification and there are 12 animals. And the neat thing is each animal tells its color and its name. So you can work on not just your eight normal colors. You have gray and pink and white. And I can't remember the, the, the 11th, the 12th color, but each one, and they're not just common animals. You have like a monkey, you have a, 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 a whale and a seal. And they're just really fun, a lion. So I'm, I'm going to turn it on. It's going to make a lot of noise, but we're all going to love it. Ah, yellow, lion. Ah, white, male. Ah, gray, elephant. And the, another cool thing you can do with, with children is you can say who's in front who's behind each other, who's, to, who's beside so-and-so, who's first, second, and third. So it has a lot of options besides just the animals, the colors, and the numbers. You can also do some of your basic orientation um, things that you can do. So um, there's the train, one of our favorites. Does anyone else have anything else where I select a few more things out of my uh, suitcase? We'll have two hands, Travis, and I'll find some more goodies, and there may be a person in the room, okay? All right. Jenna is first. With services for the blind, I took an iPad class, and so the kids might like some of the games on the iPad. Um, One of the games we did during the entertainment week was called uh, the Dice Thrower, so kids and adults. Uh, we love the games on the iPad. Which one did you like? Uh, there's one called... Was it Dice Dicey Roller? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and there's several uh, accessible games like Word Cookies and much more. But I think... I think that's something kids and adults would enjoy. Thank you. Nancy is next. Hi, I'm just wondering. Okay, could you tell me again, please, where you got the cat and the and the dog? Where you got those? Where you get the, those at? The cat, the cat and dog are called Joy for All, and um, there is that is their website, joyforall.com, and I will put that in our notes yeah, along with their phone number. They they cost about a hundred dollars. Um, the batteries last very long. I have figured out. Um, and you know, you can set them on the back of your couch or wherever you like. Um, is it the, the number four or the word for the word for the word for? Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Did we have another hand? Yes, we do. Karen. Hi everybody. I just wanted to add a couple of quick things. This is Karen. Um, one would be, uh, I think it's from national Bellcrest, the amazing mazes book. Have you seen it? It's really fun. It's tactile and you follow the maze down the page and each page has a different difficulty of maze that you follow with your finger that'd be fun i haven't seen that but um that that would be fun and then uh, for those who are in omaha um i think ralph is doing his games with ralph he does braille games and puzzles so keep that in mind if you're in omaha thanks 
Okay, that was a very good idea about Ralph's puzzles. Yes, they are a lot of fun. Adam? I wanted to mention a very simple game, tic-tac-toe. And back in the days of early DOS, uh, where you had like 64K of memory, uh, they had a a built-in tic-tac-toe game. And when you would play it, uh, you would never beat the computer unless you were first to go and started with the number seven square. If you didn't start with number seven, you never won. And so it, it, it took a while to, for me to figure that out. But once I did, then I could start winning pretty often. Well, uh, I acquired a, a wooden tic-tac-toe board from a, a friend who did a lot of woodworking. And it's just like a little checkerboard. It only had the nine squares, and you could use a circle uh, checker piece and a square checker piece for the two sides. Uh, and that was good. But... Uh, I happen to think if you take an egg carton with the 18 eggs in it instead of just the dozen, it has three rows of six, uh, so it comes out to 18. If you cut that in half, then you automatically have two tic-tac-toe boards, nine squares, uh, three by three, and you could use anything to play it. You could maybe use marbles and buttons or just any kind of tactile things that you have, and, and that'd be good to play with kids with. Well, Adam, you know what would be good about that is that, you know, with little kids or, or people that have trouble, you know, maybe they're, they don't have a lot of control on their hands, and so they would um, maybe knock the pieces out of place on a standard Braille tic-tac-toe board is using the egg carton with the, you know, like the little cups where the eggs are, the whatever items you're using for the two sides would fit down in those and they wouldn't be as easy to knock out of place. Um, Another thing that I forgot to bring, that I forgot to mention, they're like um, scrabble pieces, only the letters, I'm I'm going to hand one to Carla so I can get a a second opinion here, Carla. It's right in front of your, your bro. Okay. Um, they have nice, I, I can feel the letters very well. Now there's no braille on them. They're all, all large print, but they're, they're like, you can do all types of various, you know, spelling games. You can do almost anything with these letters. And I really like them because I think they're just easy for us to feel. So I'm going to hand these around. So this that is neat. Those where, are really where do neat these come from? Letters. Um, I, I don't have all the places for all these items okay. that are these for adults, but I'm getting all that information. Um, the librarian and I librarian and I ran out of time, but we guarantee that we will have everything up and going within 10 days of our return home, because I think some of these are just great items. This, There's this a lot little... more to the kit that I'll probably add besides um, this stuff. So it's, this is just this little piece that she just passed started around is um, it's a very smooth, just a little square just tile, done. but the large capital letter is cut into one side of that tile. It's very smooth, and it's, it has a pleasant feel to it. It has, like uh, my friend Deanna says, it has feel appeal. <laughs> yeah, it does have feel appeal. Yeah. I do. I like that feel appeal. <laughs> um, 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 another, I, I found um, a lot of stuff on, on the web. I went on Amazon. One of my favorite activities, um, are they're, they're like rubber, kind of rubbery type um, 
vehicles. I have airplanes, boats, cars, trains. Here again, you can have children sort them. Um, you can play games. You can play, um, you know, like matching games. But it, here again, you have your colors and they're real tactile um, vehicles that you can feel. And I brought both a set of fruits and a set of um, of the vehicles because I wanted to to share those with people. The, the fruits are a little bit harder to tell, but once you know what they are, you have strawberries and you have grapes and you have oranges and apples and, of course, a banana. And, uh, and, but they have the six different colors, so you have a lot of different activities to do. But uh, they have animals like this. There's different frogs. You can get cats. There's all types of different um, pieces like this. Another popular item that I found on Amazon was it's called basket of fruit, a basket of food. And it had like, um, I think it was 56 different, uh, food choices in there. And they weren't just like apples, oranges, and, and that kind of thing. There was a hamburger and a bun. There was a piece of pizza. There was a, a like a salad, it looked like a salad bowl that you could feel the, the lettuce and things. And I thought that was really fun to, to play with for children. Patty, you go through a lot of Ziploc bags, I can tell. I love Ziploc bags. <laughs> yeah. She is. Adam, you'll love this. Adam is king of Ziploc bags and twist ties. And, and she has these, all these sets in Ziploc bags. <laughs> okay, Travis. Becky, go ahead. Hi. Um, I was wondering if um, I am looking for like a Braille Sudoku. And I've been out to several different websites, um, but have not found just by looking one that um, I think would work. Do you have any suggestions on if one is better than another? Um, and I'm kind of looking because um, as a new, finally um, having my letters down in Braille, both writing and uh, reading, um, wanting to kind of move ahead, but yet do something that's somewhat fun to maintain what I've learned. Okay. Perkins used to have a beautiful hardwood Sudoku set and they don't sell them anymore. Uh, they oh. got rid of them. And so those aren't available unless somebody, you know, has one they don't want. Um, but I think that, and, I, and I'm not sure they're quite as good, but it's like, you know, uh, it was also a lot cheaper than the Perkins set. Uh, I know that Maxi Age used to have one. If, if you can get, um, the problem with them was, is the puzzles, you know, um, they, they didn't come with endless puzzles. But uh, if you happen to have a Sudoku set from somewhere, like if you have the, um, someone has the Perkins set. And, and sometimes I will tell you, you can buy um, sets like that and other things secondhand on um, a couple of the lists, the email lists that are out there where blind people sell things. Um, there's one list that's run by the Blind Mice uh, Mega Mall. And let's see, what's that called? Um, it's the Blind Mice Swap Shop. And you subscribe by Blind My Swap Shop plus subscribe at groups.io. And um, that's run by Dale Campbell. And sometimes, you know, if you put a, a message on there, 
And there's another one. Uh, it used to co- be called buy, sell, trade. Um, I'll, I'll have to look that name up of that list. That's a bigger list. And it's run by a guy named Laz. And they're both pretty picky. Uh, you, you know, you got to really be sure you play by the rules on those lists um, or they invite you to go away. But, um, but you can put a, a message on there that you would like, you'd be interested in purchasing, let's say, a, a Sudoku set or a whatever. I mean, it can be a piece of technology or whatever. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, ask people to get back to you with what they would like to sell it for. Um, so that'd be what I would do. In fact, I will tell you, I have, haven't gotten around to doing it, but I'm, I've lost a few of the little tiles that go in my Sudoku set. And I've thought about posting a thing on there asking if someone would want to sell me a set just so I could have more tiles. Um, okay. Yeah. And those, those originally sold for about $80. Okay. And then my other question is, how do we become part of families? Uh, well, funny you should ask. <laughs> um, you can become a member of ACB Families. Uh, our dues are $8 a year. We're the best deal in the ACB special interest groups. And, um, and anyone who joins between now and the uh, end of November will be in on our membership drive for, um, for the 2023 dues year. Um, and they will be in a drawing. We'll be giving away four gift cards, a $25, $250, and $175 Visa card uh, at our December meeting. Um, To join families, you can uh, pay with any credit card by giving me a call. I'm the president of ACB Families, and my husband, Adam, is the treasurer, and our number is 502 897-1472. Also, if you register for families here at the convention, that registration fee is $15 and we'll be giving away a lot of door prizes um, in our August meeting after the convention. Um, The other activity that's kind of fun is tomorrow night, we have bingo coming up um, at 7.30 tomorrow evening. The tickets are $10 at the door. And we will, of course, have Braille and large print cards and um, lots and lots of prizes. So, so hopefully people will come for that. And then two more free activities um, this week, tomorrow morning. Um, well, we already have this, the breakfast. And the, I think, I'm not sure you can actually buy a ticket for the breakfast, but uh, if you're not here, that doesn't matter anyway. But at 7.30 Central Time, um, the Zoom will pick up as part of our breakfast and our speaker will be Mike Hudson from the American Printing House Museum and he's going to be talking about how to preserve your pictures and your tapes and just some tips on how to preserve memories and he's an excellent presenter on Wednesday afternoon at 5 30 we have a session called making sense of the census and we have a um, a presenter who is a professional genealogist, and he's going to be talking about uh, a little bit about the new 1950 census, but also about other ways to find out about, um, you know, relatives and people in your family and build your family tree. So that's what we're doing. 
All right. So now with all of that done, um, I'm going to ask Patty to tell us about some more of her goodies, and then we'll also take more questions. Or more games. Uh, yeah. I, it, I cannot think of it off the top of my head, but I know National Braille ha- Press has a, a two-volume set of of puzzles that are really fun. There's like riddles. Um, oh, yes, you, I have it. You, puzzle Master. Puzzle Master. Yeah. And it has a, a variety of, of different type of, of games in there. And that can entertain you for a long time. And, and, the, and, and if you want to, I think the answers are in the back. <laughs> they are. So that, that's a fun activity, too, especially, you know, if you're starting to, to read Braille, that really helps. Uh, another Melissa and Doug um, activity that I found, um, I actually went to, I, I think I can say one store um, versus another. There's so many out there, but I happened to go to Target. Target has a huge aisle of games, and there was a Melissa and Doug section. One of the things that I found really intriguing, now parents might not like this, but I thought it was great. It has six different types of latches, and each one is a little different. And one of them I had never even seen before, but you have to open all the latches before you can open the door to let the dog out. <laughs> it's just really cute. It's like a, like a puzzle, but it's just adorable. But the door doesn't open until you get all those latches open. <laughs> Um, another, um, there's a lot of alphabet things out there, folks. Um, one that I found that I really like, um, I, I will get the name of it for you. It's a regular alphabet, um, leapfrog type product. Leapfrog has a lot of fantastic educational learning toys from, from the time they start walking and, and talking all the way up to this one that has the lowercase letters, which are really neat because it is hard to find a lot of alphabet um, activities for, for children that have the lowercase letters, the numbers, and some shapes. Plus, it does a lot. I'm hoping I can get this loud enough so everyone can hear the various things it does. What letter does the word nail begin with? The word sun begins with the letter S. What letter does the word elephant begin with? The word cow begins with the letter C. What letter does the word insect begin with? The word lion begins with the letter L. I didn't look. look. What letter does the word xylophone begin with? The word xylophone begins with the letter X. What letter? Where is the sun? Where is a button? G. I. Q. That was the triangle. This is an apple. This is a dog. Where is the where is the octopus? O C T O T U S octopus. Where is jam? Jam jam. Where is the and, and it, it 
uh, has various games like that we can spell it and uh, and and so it's not just learning those letters, but it takes them starting to listen to the beginning of the the sounds of the letters and beginning to spell those simple words. And I guess the pictures are quite good. They're they're small, of course, um, but um, it it's really quite a fascinating type. Uh, leapfrog activity that has a lot to do in one, you know, one game that you buy or one product that you buy. Because sometimes you you buy, you know, a product and you get it to do one thing. But this, you can do a lot of different things with it, which I really like. Um, for for very young children, I found something that I really liked that I'm not sure a lot of us would use. But um, if you have a child that's learning to crawl, for example, that has a visual impairment. I have found some really cute activities. One, one's a Mickey Mouse. She's Minnie Mouse. And, and she walks away and sings as she cruises away. So it teaches the child that they need to, you know, get, get down and start trying to find that mouse wherever she went. So that's another really fun one. Um, I, there's a lot of magnetic type um, puzzles out there that Melissa and Doug make. And they're not just all shapes. There's like of vehicles. I've seen where they have different type of sea animals. Um, there's tons and tons of, of puzzles out there that are, are just really great. And the magnets are really fun because they give you like a fishing pole that you can, you know, put over the puzzle and, and it kind of can like go fishing when instead of going out to the, you know, renting a boat or having a boat or dealing with the insects, you can just do it right on your living room floor. My kind of fishing, kind of like, kind of like my kind of uh, camping holiday in. <laughs> okay, Travis. And that right. is Lisa Brooks. Oh, good. Lisa's got a lot of experience. Hi there. It's actually Ron, but we're, we're sharing Lisa's phone. Uh, but we do have a few to share that we thought were fun and um, go real fast here. Um, first off, there's an African game called Mancala, and it's a stone game. And this is not good for little tiny kids because the stones are small. But it's a board with uh, six holes on two sides. There's 12 altogether plus ends. And you basically move the stones around the board by jumping and stealing stones. And it's kind of fun. And it doesn't have to be adapted at all. Um, there's um, one of my favorites, Jenga, uh, which is uh, you stack blocks and pull them out from the bottom. And you know, again, you don't have to adapt this game at all. Um, there's Bop It, which I don't know if anybody's mentioned Bop It yet. Uh, Bop oh. It is a CNC kind of, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a copy the sound game and you have to twist it or turn it or pull it or uh, forget the other one, Bop It. Um, there's maybe one more that I'm missing, but so, so that's another fun one. And one last is a card game. It's Racco. It's a numbers game. Cards are numbered 1 to 60. You have to braille the cards, but that's it. Um, and it's a great, easy, easy game to teach uh, numbers and sequence. And, and it's a good family, yeah, up to four, uh, four people playing kind of game. So, um, so, yeah, let's bring back good memories here, puzzles and all sorts of things. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Okay. This is Mel Carpenter, and I'm um, sitting in the Zoom room on the panelist side, but I wanted to add something else um, Ron was probably thinking of when he said something he couldn't think of was Simon, which is a musical game with different pitches, and it can have lights, but you can do it non-visually as well. What was, what was the name of the game again, please? Simon. Okay, Simon. Like Simon says, yes, but right. it's Simon. 
I wanted to, this is Adam, and I wanted to mention a, a couple of things. I, uh, chess is kind of a complicated game, but uh, I just wanted to say that it, since COVID, uh, I started playing um, a fellow uh, Great Louisville Council of Blind member, uh, Alan Tripakienko, uh, who lives in southern Indiana across the Ohio River from Louisville, and Every Tuesday morning, we play chess by telephone, and uh, it's pretty easy to do once you learn chess because you uh, tell each other what your move is and verify it, and so uh, that's, that has worked out really good. Uh, also, I don't know if um, you all have make airplanes or not when you were little, but that uh, was something when I was around nine years old, I really enjoyed doing and have continued to do it. Uh, I did it, made some with our grandchildren and, uh, they would test them out. Uh, Carla, should I demonstrate my paper popper? Okay. I, I can't resist when I was making paper airplanes and about nine years old, uh, there's a way you can fold paper, uh, and, uh, where it is almost like a triangle shape and it makes handles and you can uh, bring it forward and air underneath the front uh, part of the paper pops it out and makes it pop. So I'm going to pop it here and it'll be pretty loud probably. There, you go. there we go. So uh, on 4th of July, you can have a lot of fun with that. Or if you have two of them, you can have an opponent and have a quick draw, see who can make theirs pop first or the loudest. He makes those out of old Braille magazines. <laughs> oh, that's called recycling. <laughs> well, and volume one of his convention program wasn't stapled. So took it back and got a replay. That's really true. Took it back this afternoon, got a replacement so he could come in here and demonstrate his popper from his <laughs> from his from his convention program but it it is fun to to uh, if if you can find people to teach you to do paper folding that is a really fun activity it's good hand dexterity and you can make some really cool things adam did you have something else just for the record and uh patty or carla might have helped me this but susan Mazareski was in here and she had to leave uh, a couple of minutes ago, but she wanted me to definitely pass on how much she enjoyed the program. And uh, so Patty and et al, uh, y'all have done a great job. And oh. apparently she wanted to make sure she, that y'all knew she felt that way. Well, thank you. Well, I think we have a couple, couple minutes. Maybe have one more hand. We will go to Karen. Hi, it's Karen again. Just something really quick going back to the electronic games. Have you guys ever heard of the one called Brain Warp? It was a wonderful game. And the only thing you had to do, it was like a round thing, and then it had like little, um, oh, I don't know, arms coming off of it. And then at the end of the arms, it had different colors. All you had to do was put a B for blue in Braille or a Y for yellow, and it would say the color. You had to flip the thing around as fast as you could to get to the color. I haven't been able to find it anymore, but it was a wonderful game. What was it called? Brain Warp. Oh, Brain Warp. We have one. Do oh, you? Yes. Oh, I missed I miss that game. You know what? <laughs> there's Brain Warp, and then there's also um, 
brain shift. And oh, I didn't know that one. Brain shift is wonderful. It's like the wheel. It's supposed to be the steering wheel of a, or like a car, and the the stick shift is sticking up in the middle of it. And <laughs> you um, you good. use that to play games. The last time I looked, on uh, you know they don't make those things anymore. But on eBay, they're collector's items, and man, are they expensive! That brain wow. shift. The last time I looked was like 134 bucks. Wow! And I bought mine for like 24 or something. But that's what it happens when it's a collector. Yeah. Oh, yes. They are from Tiger Electronics. And, Thank you. And yeah, this is just an awesome yeah. presentation, you guys. Awesome session. Right. So yeah, it was good. And another one that was not it's not made anymore was Henry. Yes, I have Henry right here. <laughs> This is Mo Carpenter. Can I add one more thing in um, about the Braille books? Um, when Carla was talking about just the books with very descriptive pictures with the feel, there's a company called DK Braille, and they have some great tactile books. There's about four or five of them, um, but you can get those from seedlings.org. That was Mo. She did say seedlings. Okay, Janine, you're back up. Hey, I just I just wanted to add for electronic games that you can get them now um, is a Bobbit. I don't know if you ever played that, but they used to come in a stick form, and they have. To, do do y'all know what those are? About yes. Them. Yes. Okay, so um, that's a good electronic game for adults and kids to play. It's a flick it, bop it, tap it. And um, it's a fun electronic toy, too. And I think they still sell them at Target. Right, Mo? Is that where you... Mo knows because she was just looking at them. They they do have them at Target, but Ron already mentioned Boppet. So. <laughs> there are various oh, types that, of Boppet, too. There's, there's various types. Um, and, you know, some are really, really accessible. And some aren't really accessible for totally blind people because you're supposed to toss... I have one that has um has a like a bean bag in it that you can toss, oh. and, and you have to toss it. I'm not too good at that because I can't catch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks. I'm sorry I missed him mentioning that. I I missed it. Oh, no, sorry, that's fine. Um, one other thing is that um I don't know if they still have it, but APH used to have a really neat ball that had um you know for as for little kids, but it's fun. Um, I mean, they have, there's all kinds of different balls with bells and stuff in them, but APH had one that, um, had a kind of a best. I remember it, it had like indentations in the side. So it was easy to hold. Um, as for a child that maybe was having trouble with gripping things and stuff like that, but it also could be used in many other applications. Um, I like that ball. Yeah. And then they had, um, they had a, it was almost like, um, pop beads. Um, but they, but the beads were different textures and they were more long pieces rather than, um, like traditional pop beads. Uh, and, and I, they were pretty expensive, but the, but the, the material that it was made out of was a very nice, um, again, uh, plastic with, with good feel appeal to it. So rough pieces and smooth pieces and just really, you know, some neat stuff from them. And you could use it to twist and make, I mean, the, 
the kid could put it around his neck two or three times or, um, you know, wind it down its arms or wrap it around its waist. Or, I mean, it was a big, long thing. And um, uh, so it was kind of fun. So anyway, well, there's, I, I think we've really shared a lot of ideas. Patty, I want to thank you for all the work you put in on this to get this together. You've done a great job. ACB fa- uh, families will be holding meetings um, again this year. We typically meet the first Sunday of the month at 9 Eastern and the third Sunday of the month at 9 Eastern. And typically the first Sunday is more of a, uh, a business meeting and the third Sunday is a topic. And I hope that all of you will feel free to come and participate in both. And we do have a list and it is fam- you can subscribe by uh, sending a blank message to families and the plus sign subscribe at acblists.org and you'll see the announcement of all of our meetings there um, and everyone is welcome you do not have to be a member to come to our meetings so uh, you know uh, you'll find our, our zoom code our zoom meeting uh, on the list and um, and we always try to meet on the same Zoom uh, Zoom line. So once you have that number, you can uh, you can attend each time. Well, thanks again to everybody. Um, be sure to remember to um, add us to your registration if you would like, and um, we'd be happy to have you in our door prize drawings. I don't know exactly how many door prizes we're going to have this year, but last year we had over 40, so we had a lot of door prizes. Thank everyone for sharing that both on Zoom and in the room, and this has really been a lot of fun.